What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Monsters. Hello and welcome to my favourite paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> In tonight's episode we're going to be discussing uh, Victor Salva. Now the, uh, this is Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View and No Moral Compass. And we are the bastard um, child and embarrassing cousin slash nephew um, slash hooker aunt of Britpodzine. So, you know, thank you, Brick Potty, for inviting us into your home and we're never, ever leaving. We've changed the lock so you can't get back in. <laughs> By this point, we might not be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you might want to yeah. have to edit that intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm only joking. We mean it all in the best possible taste. But before we start our Victor Salvatore, <laughs> little announcements, which is very exciting. So in just over three weeks... We're going to have our first ever live Screaming Queens podcast. But we are going to be doing it as a three because somebody in the room selfishly is going to a family christening. Yeah. I'm a godfather. The godfather. The godfather. I'm going to leave a horse's head in all your beds. <laughs> and we made Stephen an offer he can refuse, so he's going to the christening <laughs> instead of uh, doing the live podcast. Um, I, I'm most baffled by the fact that you're planning to walk into a church and yeah. you don't think the holy water's going to boil. <laughs> It will. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to cool it down for this oh, on the Poor baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Antichrist. It's bad. <laughs> Runs in the family. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do our first ever live podcast, which I'm slightly scared about, but actually quite excited about as well. Oh, it would be brilliant. So that's going to feature me, Martin Fennerty and Jonathan Butler. I can't just nod you on a podcast, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan Butler is just gonna gonna communicate by the medium of mine in the live <laughs> podcast. Are you gonna like Silent Bob? I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, How many people are gonna be there? It's not gonna be too many. Four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. So the live podcast will be. It will take place at the old George Henry Lee's building here in Liverpool City Centre, which is like an old abandoned department store, and it's in the basement. Now, what happens there, um, there's a great local collective called Empty Spaces Cinema, and it's run by Chris Brown, not the one who beat Rihanna. <laughs> uh, he's the one who runs the last horror podcast, and um, he did the great Video Nasties podcast as well, which I completely ripped off for us. Um, and he's really nice, and he runs Empty Spaces Cinema, which is basically, they put, it's like you can take cinema anywhere, so they put it on in various 
various places. George Henry Lee is the latest place that they do these screenings in. And they've shown stuff like um, Thelma and Louise, Sunset Boulevard. They're going to show Let's Scare Jessica to Death in a few, that's on, on su- this coming Sunday at 2pm. And then, So on the 14th of October, which is a Sunday afternoon at 2pm, they are going to screen, in collaboration with those Screaming Queens, they're going to show the classic 70s horror Theatre of Blood, starring Vincent Price and Diana Rigg and a whole host of other British lovies, and it's extremely camp. And I can't think for a minute why Chris thought it would be a good idea for us no. <laughs> to talk about it. Um, so it should be fun. The, the screen is going to be at 2pm, and then um, we'll be on for like an hour, like half an hour, 45 mm. minutes afterwards. And we are, I'm in the process of just filling the room up with people that we know. So, yeah. <laughs> so we just have to see your friendly faces. It's only small. It's not, gonna, it's not a massive place to fill. And the tickets are really cheap, so the tickets are a five or four pound concession. So we would love you, we would love some of our listeners to come along if you fancy a little day trip to Liverpool. You could get the train here, and we'd be done by um, we'd be done by like four four thirty. So you can mm-hmm. you know get home in time for the X Factor or whatever it is <laughs> shit that, it is that you watch. If you've never seen us and you want to actually see us, then come along. Three of us anyway. Three of us anyway. We'll bring one of the horse's heads to stand in for Stephen. <laughs> um, we thought we might get a cardboard cut out of Stephen yeah. made. You might even get to speak to us. If you're very lucky, <laughs> you might get to touch the talent. We will be offering meet and greet as well, so we'll £400 photograph. And for an extra £50, Martin will give you a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he will pay you the fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of unwanted advances, onto Victor Salvin and Jeepers Creepers too. In our last episode of Screaming Queens, we discussed Jeepers Creepers, directed by Victor Salva, and we discussed the whole. We started to discuss the whole context that that film was made in, and how people view that film now compared to how they viewed it before. It was such wide, widespread knowledge that he is a um, horrendous. Pederast. So now we move on to Jeepers Creepers 2, which I've always thought was the weaker film of the two, but I'm yeah. shocked to find that Stephen Moore disagrees with this me. one. You prefer it? With the first one, and I think this is what, what the audience score also reflects that I mentioned in the last one, that this score is higher in the audience score than the previous film, is that the first one sets you up for really, really good for like a good horror film, and then it feels like it lets you down by the time you're leaving. Whereas this is just consistently the same thing. And also... If you're watching it, you probably enjoyed the first one anyway, so you're coming in knowing what to expect. No, I, and I think it keeps you on a good level. I, I do understand that it is it's kind of it's consistent all the way through. Whereas, as you say, the first one sets you up for one thing and then it turns to something else. There's so like a bait and switch. Whereas yeah. the second one, you know what the second one is straight from the yeah. start. I, I I am disappointed by the time I get to the end of the first one because I think yeah. it could have been a hell of a lot yeah. better. Yeah, by, by mm. this one, you just know that it's going to be cards of um. A no, fun I, monster film. I, yeah, yeah I, it's I, a I, fun ride. I see what you mean. I do totally see what you mean. I think my main issue with it, though, is that in the first one, for a bit of it, I was scared. And in this one, I'm not no. scared whatsoever in any shape or form. I'm also biased because this is one of those, like the way I used to have Scream Free on DVD and none of the other ones. And I just used to watch Scream Free nonstop, so I really like Scream Free, even though it's dog shit. Yeah. I also really like Cubes Cubes too, because I had a copy. Ha, didn't give it any money. <laughs> <laughs> this film as well so I've always watched this one yeah. all the time and also this film has a funny thing with me is that I never realised it was um, in any way shape or form homoerotic 
when I was growing up. Did you have a head I, when you were I, had, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it a lot and I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Retrospectively, mm. I kind of think I know why I like it. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until you pointed it out to me, I think not long after we <laughs> met on Facebook, you'd... Um, posted something about it being homoerotic and I was like what, yeah. what do you mean it's homoerotic yeah. like, oh, I what is it this. I think I remember and this I, yeah. so I went and watched it straight away after having this conversation with you because I was like I don't know what it means and then literally the entire way through I was like the scales fell from your eyes well but you were young now and when I was a kid I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2 again and again and didn't know that that was homoerotic because I was a kid you know like, mm. yeah. you just don't realise but then it's even things like my favourite character is Izzy or isn't he? And I oh, think yeah, it's because yeah. I really fancy him. Yeah, yeah. And probably. he's this presumably gay one, so it's like, hmm. You mean your favourite character wasn't Dante Belasco? No. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Al Santos. <laughs> oh dear. disabled out on East 9. Anyone read me? It's gonna be dark in about an hour. There's something going on out here and I don't like it. Every 23rd spring. What's it doing up there? For 23 days. I had a dream. He was trying to warn all of us. This thing has been around for thousands of years. Nothing has been able to kill it. It gets to eat. There are two classes of people now. What the will be eaten and the won't be eaten. Welcome to day 23. We thought it was trying to come in, but this freaking thing was making sure we couldn't get out. It isn't dead. Looks dead to me. Jeepers Creepers 2. Jeepers Creepers 2 came out in 2003, two years after the original, and stars Ray Wise who um, is Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. I was going to say that too, isn't so it? So I just love him. That's, yeah, without his white hair. Without his white hair. Yeah. But he, um, uh, you know, he also, he plays a, I'm spoiling Twin Peaks for anyone who hasn't seen it, he played a child abuser in Twin Peaks. Yeah. So obviously Victor Salva liked him for that reason. <laughs> um, the um, the cast is made up of lots of um, generic pretty boys that can't think have gone on to do anything that I know of I since. Because I didn't recognise anyone. Well, one of them is in a couple of gay films. Well, <laughs> so this is this is I'm probably going to say it wrong. So yes, yeah, I, I am a terrible racist. Um, Garakai Mutambiwa. Yeah. Who plays the Andre? Let's just call him the Andre from now on. Yeah, it wasn't me. I was calling him Double Day. Yeah, that's double a, D. Yeah, double D. Well, yes, you which would. is very weird. Um, yeah, so I'd read up on him, and he has done gay films. Is he gay? I assume so because they gay? are the gayest of gay films as well. It's uh, eating out 
drama camp picture you've ever seen a eating out film. Uh, it's American Pie. Can I just clear? Okay. Uh, are doing gay films or porn? Gay comedy. Gay, oh, not gay porn films then. It's like American Pie, but gay. Oh, American so Pie. So it's like yeah. American Pie? <laughs> 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 it's um, yeah. gay stupid comedies. Oh, yeah. So not, so not like... Oh, actually, okay. It's like um, sex comedies, like, yeah, por- yeah. like Porky's, but for gays. Porky. So it's that one, you know, drama comedy, just the stupidest of gay, and I've seen that one. So I've um, never seen them. No, no, it's it. a, they're atrocious films. Yeah, atrocious. Yeah, but strangely interesting if you want to watch them. And then he's in Bear City Three. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, because I've I, never seen Bear City One. Bear City <laughs> One is actually really good. I fucking love it. I've watched it, really? it about six times on Netflix. It's terrible, but this is a scene where the man gets um, doggy by Santa. So I'm just saying by Santa. I'm, yeah, I'm game. He has a fantasy about it, and then you see it happen. Oh, I could watch that. Mm-hmm. I've got a thing for Captain Bird's Eye. So there's a couple of hot bears in it. Bird's Eye. It's come back to the sounding and stuff like that. So it's it's come back to the old guy now, isn't it? Captain Bird's Eye. He was a young fella for a bit, wasn't it? Well, there was a hot one. Have they they replaced him again? I thought he was back to the old seafarer and paedophile again. (laughs) (laughs) In the beard. Our second favorite (laughs) paedophile. Captain Victor Salvo Bird. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and it also stars um, Al Santos. Now he is not; he's like a nothing character. He's the one who gets so he gets his head ripped off, but his top ripped off at the same time. Yeah. And I mention him because when this when this film is all over the gay press, they use the the photo of his face to promote the film, even though he's got like three lines. Yeah. And they're like porn actor lines. He's, he's like a Bellamy boy, isn't he? He's got absolutely no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing in this world. Yeah. But he is very fucking pretty. And then we have Eric Nenninger as Scotty, who's moody for not getting his Jews on the team, and he's probably a bit racist. I mean, he actually is a bit racist. Mm, definitely a bit racist. Um, so, um, and many other people who you've never heard of, and uh, probably will never hear of again. So, whatever latent knee rubbing from Pervy Salva was hinted at in part one is fully unzipped in part two. And we have um, a busload of high school jocks that are in the football team. Man. No, it's basketball. Basketball team. Oh, I don't know. It's all the same thing. But, sorry, can the straight man in the room <laughs> explain the difference? I thought it was like... <laughs> football no, it's basketball. Right. Baseball. And they're, what are they called? The Panthers or something? Uh, no, the aren't they the, the cocks, aren't they? The Bantams? Because they, they logo, their team logo's got a, a big chicken on it. Yeah. So yeah, and he says we are the fighting cocks. The fighting cocks. Well, are, they, are they playing the Panthers? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think that the Bantams, mm. which is the chicken, is basically a, a cock. Right. Oh, no, the, the, the Phantoms. I'm sure it's Bantams. Oh, is it? Because that makes sense. If, yeah. If the, the, are they called like the fighting game cocks? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's just, okay. that's just another level of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not subtext. No, no, there's no more... There's no room for subtext anymore. No. It's like it's wall-to-wall <laughs> money shots. Um, so we open, but so that yeah, so they're the that's the, the setting of most of the film is this school bus with all these hot boys and a smattering of girls who. It's like three girls. Why isn't it? are they even there? That's the question. The cheerleaders, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Because we need to have um, a final girl in as well as a final boy, really. That's true. But before we get to them, the opening is uh, back in the cornfields. Stephen King. Those yeah. famous Florida cornfields. <laughs> 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 and um, we, we meet Billy, who's an all-American blonde, twinkie teenage boy, who um, is helping put a scarecrow up for his dad. 
Yeah, fixing it. It's come down on the stone. It's, yes, that's right. Um, and um, I think the first line is, Billy, you've been messing with the post-puncher. Basically, the creepiness is off the charts with Mr. Salver in mind because you've got unsuspecting blonde boy being perved off and eyed up by a creepy scarecrow before being snatched away from mm-hmm. his family. Um, and the creeper um, takes him off, flies away with him, and leaves his dad and brother bereft and seeking revenge. And it's the only bit that's remotely creepy. Check the other two. Make sure they're wired up good. A lot of good they're doing. I think the way the first, mm. the first scene, the way it's shot, I think it's quite, it looks Up until he like jumps it. off and then I'm out of Yeah, him. I was going to say it's exactly yeah. the same. But yeah. when he's there and he's up on the first and you can see that he's actually just holding himself up and not nailed to it. No, like, I suppose that is yeah. And then he does the head turn, like the very mm. quick head turn, which is really effective and cool. Yeah. And then he jumps off and it's over. Yeah. Straight to the bus, school bus full of bantams, not phantoms as I've written down. What's a bantam? What's a, it's like a young... Um, cock. Cock. Is it? Cock. Yeah. Young cock. Young cock. So straight cock to the school bus, school bus full of young cock. Uh, the football team, uh, based basketball team, largely shirtless, chanting about having their asses kissed and generally spraying testosterone at every opportunity. Oh, it wasn't testosterone. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it was. I know the difference. Um, the bus then breaks down because there's like a burst tyre due to a strange ancient looking blade that's clearly... Belonging to the creeper. Yeah, it's like a shuriken, isn't it? He says. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. What's it called? A shuriken. A shuriken? Yeah. It's like a four pointed. Like a ninja star, isn't it? A ninja star, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and the um, Daiki bus driver is very confused. What? I reckon that was seeing Friends or something. I, reckon... I think she's in lots she's of in TV rooms. Yeah. Lots. Because when I looked it up, I didn't recognise her for one thing specifically, Just but then from... she was on like everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the fact that her name is Betty Borman. Yeah. <laughs> Betty Borman, who looks like a doorman. <laughs> um, and whatever. So, you, you, what was the name of the thing that he throws? A shuriken. See, I've called it the technical term throwing spinny blade. Throwing spinny blade. <laughs> um, and then within 15 minutes of the film, we've got the boys sunbathing. That shot that was used as the go to photo when this film was reviewed in the gay press back when it was released. Um, not remotely homoerotic. Not remotely homoerotic, Stephen. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take away your badge. I, well, I obviously enjoyed it subconsciously. I just didn't know I was enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to confiscate your badge. I'm going to confiscate the microwave that you got when you joined. I'm going to confiscate uh, the scented candles. <laughs> Everything. With the scented candles. <laughs> uh, so we have sunbathing boys and then pissing boys. I'm not too sure which I, one of those things turned me on more. It was all, I thought it was strange that they were all pissing so close together. It was a bit... And one of them had his pants pulled right down. Mm. Yeah. Which was deliberate because he was trying to get the gay one to write more about him in the press. I think he was trying to flirt. Oh, I like his style. Mm-hmm. He was just being all out there. Balls to the wow. wall flirting. Why you give old Dante back there so much ink, huh? I'm serious. People are starting to think that you're sweet on him. Really? I heard that was you. Hey, it's okay if you are, man. I mean, 
Live and let love, right? Why don't you piss on somebody else's shoes, Jake? Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Oh, you think you can manage the team, super genius? Was I even talking to you, jockstrap boy? Hey, eat shit, Jake! God. So this is all because what? I don't write enough about you? You know what the story is on your scars there, right? No, tell me. Got into a fight when you snuck into a bar. So? A gay bar, bro. You do know what they call you, don't you, Izzy? That's my name. Or isn't he? He's, he's having a conversation saying people call you Izzy or isn't he because mm. we think you got him trouble with the gay club and he's pulled his pants to the floor yeah. while he's having a piss. He's being very suggestive. Will I get a five-star review for this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then fair play, he was. There's a lot of peeing in this Commander's film. Yes, there's peeing. There's peeing in the, in the first, first one. one yeah. yeah. Which they focus more on the boy than the girl again. Yeah. And yeah. then there's like at least three separate shots on this mm. of peeing and there's some peeing in Clown House. There's pee everywhere. I think these films just Victor Salva's confession. <laughs> so just, it's just really into it. Possibly. It's hard. It's hard to sort of... It, it, it's just icky. It's all really icky because a lot of the sort of sort of fetishes that this man's got are normal fetishes that a lot of there's men have. Wrong and there's there's lots of stuff that you can you watch and go, you know, this is hot. But then when you, do, when you start to put the context in, around it of, of what he was done for and stuff, it is hard to separate the two things. Yeah. Well, well, sex, and, sex and fetish is fine, isn't it? It's it, it's, it's um, when you know. It's, it's when you know that the person that you're involving in that se- in sex, whether it's involves kink and fetish or not, is under the age of fourteen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That it takes on a whole different hue. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. It is kind of a little bit hard, but then yeah, yeah then if you think about the right context of him. Then it stops being. Hot. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is. It all just really. becomes uncomfortable. Yeah, so um, just don't think about. That. So Ben turned to me at this point and was like, because there was the sunbathing person, and then the line about the jock straps, and Ben was just like, is he just listing all of his fantasies in this film? And I was like, well, yeah. Well, but to say the first one has got like underwear sniffing as well, yeah. so I don't think there's any. Yeah. <laughs> there's no subtext there, no, is there? No. <laughs> so, but basically, you know, sports teams are easy pickings when it comes to this stuff, aren't they? Because I'm, I'm not talking about Peter Fillion at all. <laughs> I'm talking about writing a homoerotic movie. You've said so, too yeah. much. Yeah. Yes, yes. It is e- they are easy pickings, aren't they? Because we've talked about it before, about when something is so masculine, masculine. it becomes a parody of masculinity, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It becomes mm. camp and it becomes sexual. Um, but I think this is the time he knew what he was doing. Was yeah. A lot of the time it's done by accident. Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought exposes the writer of this film as being homosexual and nothing else was the bit where one of the lads is freaked out by the birds by the birds and then somebody says hey Tippy Hedren man and it's like what teenage straight boy <laughs> teenage jock would say that knows no. who that no. even yeah. is <laughs> it was just a complete yeah. that would not happen yeah. no yeah. I call bullshit that oh, was no, him I love it I do love it I think the actor even knew the line he was saying the line I was like what the fuck this yeah yeah, okay yeah Um, and um, we have uh, so after that they're back on the bus and uh, Minxie who I will refer to from now on as Mr. Minxie (laughs) we have these hints that she's psychic because she starts to dream about Darry and and Billy in the cornfields and it's um what I do quite like about the, that that moment is that it captures that sort of in between moment you know, when you 
when you've been on a long journey and you're just fucking knackered and you're, 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 you're asleep or you're awake and it's quite dreamy and slow. Yeah. He does capture that. It's quite an effective mm. moment in a film that's largely unaffected. Um, it's for when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Uh, and then does the bus break down again? I think it gets, well, she's dreaming and she sees sort of moving towards the bus and then the the tyre gets hit by another, like, shuriken, doesn't it? So Spinny. It's, yeah. Because so, they say we can drive with five tyres, but if that one goes, then they can't. Yeah. And then um, when they all have to get off the bus, uh, the coach says, assholes and elbows, boys, which just makes me think of Fiston. Yeah. It's not from um, Aliens. It's not from Aliens, isn't I think it? so, yeah. 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 You say it a few times. It's probably from an old war film, or it's probably from yeah. Full Metal Jacket originally, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. I like that um, when the three girls make the Rundin and Chelsea. <laughs> Didn't have to write that down at all. They <laughs> 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 uh, when they get caught smoking by the coach and they're holding the breath in, yeah. and then as he walks away, the bus driver just comes around the corner and she's smoking. Didn't yeah. see me, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, brilliant, yeah. just fucking yeah. brilliant. So Coach Hannah and Betty Borman are quickly snaffled by the creeper, and then the other coach like all in the space of like ten minutes. Quite quick, isn't it? Mm. He's just sort of whipped. Get the adults out, get the, the, way. Adults out the That's way. it, yeah, because he's with a flare. He's got a flare out, hasn't he? Setting, like, yeah. setting up outside, and then he goes, and then yeah. like a minute later, just the flare yeah, drops down drops by down. itself. Yeah. Um, and then, um, meanwhile, across across the cornfield on and another part of Florida, um, Jack, the dad who lost his boy at the beginning, mm. he's, he's, he's got a police scanner, hasn't he? So he's listening in, and he hears about these strange goings on with the school bus. So I was like, it must be the same person who took our Billy. Can we just say that these films, all three of them, take place within four days? Yeah. Of a timeline. This, this is set four days of the same cycle. Yeah. After. Is it after the after the first one, four days later, and the other one happens so, in between. Yeah, three, three happens between, between yeah. one and two. Right. So that yeah. man has his kid kidnapped on the third day gets this arsenal of harpoons har- homemade harpoons and everything multiple ones on multiple vehicles and weapons together in less than one day that's very impressive wow maybe one of like as well as also you know coming up with the entire idea and getting a police scanner and listening and everything it's very yeah. efficient yeah I've written down the story bits of this film um, on paper it looks like quite a sort of well beat out film <laughs> Well beat out. Well beat out film. <laughs> it's just I think it's the, I think it's just the it's the execution of it on mm. on screen is poor because now I'm looking at what happens next and it's you know it's um it's Scotty being revealed as the being put forward as the, the villain isn't it the antagonist and then Lords of the Flies sort of thing where they all start falling yeah, apart on each other yeah. and then they all start getting picked off one by one so like looking at it that way it looks like quite quite a solid sort of horror trajectory. Mm. So it, why is it why is it crap? I think it suffers <laughs> from like too many cooks. There's too many characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally you don't have any real sense of anyone. This yeah. is why I have it on everyone's name because I do not know who any of these people are. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Except for Izzy. Yeah. I get that one. Because that's a pun. <laughs> you remember because it's a joke. Because yeah. it's Izzy or isn't he? And he gets in the fight with the gay part and he's cute. And like um, then there's the villain guy. Scotty. Scotty. 
So he's portrayed as someone he's really evil. And especially remember Double D. Double D because he's hot and he's like the he's like the sort of he's the, hero type, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He's got some good points and then Minxie because she's the only one who's got She's the only girl who's got a character and, yeah. and her name is Minxie. Yeah. Mystic Minxie. Um, but apart from that the rest of them are just fodder yeah. and they're not even fodder that die half of them yeah a lot of them die yeah, yeah. why are you in this film if you don't die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to be an extraneous character in a horror film there is no way you should make it to the end of the film yeah yeah. It just shouldn't happen yeah I think they did I was, I was going to make the point it's like I think with the plot they kind of write themselves into a corner with what they can do in terms of sequels because it's like Oh, this creature comes out every 23 years. So after the first film, it's like, so is this in hibernation now? Is, yeah. the, <laughs> is the next film going to be set in like 2020 something? Or, or what? Yeah. <coughs> I think uh, Stephen's <coughs> peppermint tea has gone down the wrong hole. Yeah, so that, I think that's why the, the second one and the third one, it's like, oh shit, we're going to have to set this like four days before and four days mm. after. We've only, got, yeah. we've only got 23 days we can work with yeah. and we've already set this stuff up. So I think if it was just going to be one film, I think that would have been fine. Mm. But just probably the studio's gone. This was, a, this was a bit of a success. So just give us a sequel and, yeah. you know, make some more. And But even so, they had 23 days and they still put it within four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even this bus could have happened on day one and then the end one happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would I think if it was out now, they probably would have done a, a prequel and it'd be set in the eighties because the eighties is popular again. Yeah, yeah, so. no, would actually make sense. I'd rather. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it could have done that. Yeah. It could have gone back, but I just think it's been seventies actually. Seventies was it? When did it set? Because they say the last time they wrote it was the seventies because that's when those two teenagers were classed. Oh, yeah, it's like seven, so yeah, it would have been seventies. But that might have worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just cramming these three films into like the space of a week. Yeah. It does it's too much. The um there's a there's fun to be had in this bit because when they all start falling apart, there's a, there's a genuinely uh, scary moment where they, they just notice his face at the window oh, and he's like yeah. staring through. Yeah. Followed by hilarity as he's like sniffing them through the window, licking the window. Because he's like, isn't he prodding them to move out the way yeah. as well as he wants to see them? He's perking out the ones and stuff. He's out the ones and and then um, Al Santos's <laughs> character um, kind of just say his name again, the character's name because it's just wonderful. Dante Belasco. Um, <laughs> he has a great moment where <coughs> the creeper looks at him and he says in like sub porn acting style, is it looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, pre- the creeper then licks the window and like winks at him. And I just think that's really funny. Mm. That is yeah. really funny. Obviously, selects any of the interesting-ish ones. Yeah, yeah. And then when he sees him, was it Double D at the end? Who he does the eye roll back? Yeah, full like yeah. orgasm yeah. face on him. 
really, really likes black tea. He wants black double tea. He really <laughs> does, yeah. Which, you know, it's good to have a villain you can identify with. And then Mystic Minxy has another dream. Oh, yeah, she comes out with a lot more exposition than what the dream actually says. Yeah. Which just annoys me. Yeah. And then um, I love the line, a dead boy told me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically they're just picked off, aren't they? Yeah. There's, there's lots of picking off. Al Santos, there's the, there's the hilarious moment where he um, he's ripped his head is ripped off through the roof of the um, school bus, but he yeah, takes his top with him with yeah. her, so yeah. he's like a shirtless hunk with no head. Yeah, flailing about. And then there's all these close ups on his crotch when they're trying to get something out of his pocket. Yeah, they're getting the flare gun, and it's yeah. just like there, that yeah. camera angle is ridiculous. Yeah, I like when the, the girl comes back from the second vision, and he goes. Um, yesterday morning you were waving pom-poms in people's faces and now you're the psychic hotline yeah which comedy yeah yeah and I did notice actually once the, the, the drama really gets going Double D is quite camp yeah he is quite camp which is what made me look into like what else, what else he's done um, I did like I did think the starry sky was quite pretty <laughs> when they're looking through the roof of the bus <laughs> I thought oh, the, the, the sky looks really nice <laughs> It what? comes to something. <laughs> it comes to something, and that's a note for the this film. Yeah. The starry sky. The starry sky is pretty. Yeah. It's not fucking out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus Creepers too. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I just think it's fun. It is just a rip and fun ride. I like it. Well, there's only there's only two years between this and the original, isn't there? So mm. they've like he's just said fucking bash it and all like. Well, yes, and <laughs> they have just rushed into it. But I think I think for me, the one of the main issues is all the potential that's lost as well. Yeah. Because once they got that bus, they shouldn't have been on that bus. They could have been on that bus for half an hour at the most. Yeah. Twenty yeah. minutes at the most. Got off that bus. All that farmland. Imagine, imagine what a better paced film it would have been if everyone had split up and gone to different farmhouses and got hunted down. Different got hunted down in different different locales. Gone to a farmhouse, like gone to a family, and then that family ends up getting killed. And there could have been so many things yeah. that they could have yeah. done. I think that they're just on a fucking bus. That's it. Time. It's just for a, it's just a variation on that one theme of yeah. stuck on a bus, yeah. stranded on a bus, picked yeah. off from a bus. Yeah. Whereas Let's get just, off the bus and then get back on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way they think that he um, he's trying to break him when the screw is dropped though, but he's actually trapping them. I thought that was a nice little stupid twist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, I, I, for me, that would just speak to the budget where they just don't have many locations. They probably couldn't really afford many locations. It was yeah. just literally just you know get, could have afforded get this they just out. Some they did, that's a, they, and make more money. What was the budget for the second one? Do you know, if you got it, on Wikipedia, it. Seventeen million. So it's not much. That's still low budget, then. So it was ten million the first one, seventeen million this one. This one only made sixty-three million at the box office, so Mm -hmm. it was relatively less return. Think if you made a film for seventeen million now, that's not really, is it? Mm. You pay actors more than that for appearing in one film. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, So yeah, that was my main issue with it, and the fact that. You don't really have the the stronger point in part one is you've got Daddy and Trish and mm. the other two people yeah. that you cared about. So whereas this, you just it just jumps from one person to another. Yeah. There's no clear yeah. protagonist going throughout who you really get behind. I think that's why I didn't get. It's one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy the film because the they're all so generic. Yeah, yeah. There's no one to really Every, care about. Nobody, I don't. Yeah, I don't care about anybody. There's nothing. There's nothing that actually distinguishes any person from yeah. anybody else. All the boys are exactly the same. All the girls are exactly the same. Yeah. 
I think they do try to pin it on that Minxie is the final girl-ish yeah. character. But, but then even she's not because it, it actually goes more towards Ronda at the yeah. end. None of the work's been done to make you care about her. Yeah. yeah. And then stupid dreams. Izzy is like the boy version. I think he actually takes more of a final girl role than what she does. Yeah. And um, I quite liked on that. There's a Wikipedia, like a fan Wikipedia for Jeepers Creepers. And they called it a, a Gary Sue character, which is like a, a Mary, like Mary, a Mary Sue, Sue. Yeah. Which I thought, if you're going to talk about a gay and her character, then you might as well have just kept it Mary Sue. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been Mary Sue. But you think it was just the perfect version of Victor Silver that he put it into the film himself, and that's why he causes the most damage, and that's why he's the most relatable and the nicest of the three, and he's just, mm. it's his own little self insert. Right. <laughs> well, it was a self insert. Yeah, it was a self insert, so I got him into trouble in the first place. Uh, Doesn't one of the girls attack it with a javelin? Or she like puts a yeah. she put the javelin to its head. Through his shoulder and then through his head. Yeah. Quite, yeah. And then he eats Eat someone's eyes? It's no he eats um the one who's head he takes that's, off. That's why he eats his head, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's the bit where he eats his head and then and then it shows him regenerating the head. Yeah, the head grows. And then he looks at the camera with like a little wink and I just think that was quite actually quite funny. Mm. Um, there's one, there's one bit that I really do like, and it's just dead cheesy. But I love the bit where, um, where he's on as a double D is on the back of the pickup truck, and yeah. it's flying after him through the yeah. corn. And I think that's quite like old fashioned monster movie stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's like really close to him, like Jurassic Park style. Yeah, and I do like that. I think mean, that's yeah, really good. Slams on, doesn't he? Yeah, and I just, I want to call bullshit the fact that that he slammed on that truck. Flipped upside down and doubly walks away from it. None of them died. <laughs> yeah. None of them died. Yeah, yeah. But especially the one who was literally in the back of the truck, not strapped down, didn't even have a roof over his head. Yeah. He gets away just sounds. Yeah. 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 Walks away. He'd be flung about 40 feet in the air. Jane Mansfield's effect. <laughs> um, and anyway, so yeah, all that. I can't even remember the end of whatever. And then he, oh, he, turns, he turns up with the. Um, with his 18 van that he's, oh, cobbled, yeah. he's cobbled the together. The second 18 van because the first one got destroyed. He's cobbled together. Oh, yeah. He turned the, what's it, the, what's it called? The pile, pile driver? The pole puncher. Mm. Pole puncher. He's turned his pole puncher into a, a harpoon. Into a harpoon, yeah. Post puncher. Post, Post puncher. puncher. Yeah. And then he, uh, and then the epilogue is we, we could we jump forward, don't we? 23, 23 years. years. And the three teenagers, one of whom is another Bellamy twink with no top on. With no top just on. Just no explanation there, no top on. I'm, I'm and not he, complaining. They pan up from his apps. Yeah, they, pan, they do, yeah, mm. they do. Go to see this uh, exhibit in the middle of a barn, in the middle of nowhere, and it's the creeper being kept. That's the bat house of hell. The Battle Hell being kept there with um, Jack the farmer with his gun pointed at it. Well, it's not his gun, is it's another, it's another harpoon. Yeah, it's another big harpoon thing still. And it turns out that it's like it's, it's, he's I, about to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, it's a few days from regenerating. Three days, give or take, yeah. a day or two. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of it? That isn't that the plot of it? It has to come, has to wake up every. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So many years, and it's twenty-seven, it, isn't it? And it feeds on fear. Yeah. It, it scares people. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's just it again, isn't yeah. it, really? So you were saying before, like the Stephen King influence. The whole the thing makes me think of Stephen King, the whole setting yeah. and... It's an animation yeah. of everything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely, like, you know, Buffalo Billy kind of yeah. raiding people and stuff as well. Yeah. I think there's lots of places that you just take things from. Yeah. 
So it was only around this film coming out when I started to hear all the stuff about Victor Salvin, as we were saying in part one of this, this uh, two-part special. Um, so Clown House, tell us about Clown House. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if this is where what we was in for just then is um, knowing something afterwards after you already like a film. Yeah. Um, it slightly changes how you feel, but you still have that initial feeling. But I don't know, going into Clown House, a hell of a bit. It was just really fucking creepy and weird. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty effective as a clown horror film goes. It's pretty good. It's, it's fast. And it's interesting. It's very unimaginative. It's um, some insane people escape from the local insane asylum, kill the clowns, and then take this clown's persona. So is it like home invasion? It's like three teenage boys in a house. Yeah. They go on a little trip to the shop in the back, but it's mainly home invasion, but yeah. with three creepy clowns who are really effectively mm. creepy. And three brothers, anyway. Like three young brothers, no parents. For the entire thing. It opens with the lad wetting himself in his dream and then takes off his pants and then his one brother wakes up goes and sees the brother's room and walks in on him about like having a wink but you don't see it but he talks about it afterwards and then you go into the other boy's room and he gets out of bed and pulls his pants on and he just closes up and the lad's bum yeah. that he is abusing at this point in the film yeah. you know this and it's just weird then we talk a lot about oh do you have hair down there yeah the brothers asking yeah. the brothers it's like, a bit distasteful <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it it's just on the edge it's on the edge and like they're in the room together while one of them's up on the toilet and one of them's in the bath and the other brother's just standing there talking to them about Cuba again mm. there's just lots in there that's mm. just very very uncomfortable that to you, watch it sounds like something that you would find a little bit weird if you didn't know that yeah, the context of it all really so I, I don't know how it would have read mm. without knowing this yeah yeah but knowing it it was a bit of a yeah watch Wait, did you watch it on YouTube uh, not on YouTube but I got it oh okay. I got it I don't even think you can get it I think they released it on the video and then they recorded it right after backlash right but they hadn't even finished the film when he got arrested anyway. They had to duck it afterwards. And it's not known whether the lad actually did his own dubbing or whether they pulled him oh, after it. That's bizarre. So the reports come to somebody that, um, like the mother said that um, she wasn't allowed to go on set yeah. to see her son when he was working there and she got the feeling that something was happening then. So he was 12 at the time. And then like one day he... he, he came to him and said I've got a secret and I can't tell anyone and then the police raided Salva's house and found like child pornography and stuff and it had um, a homemade tape of Salva and yeah. the lads is it Nathan Winters Nathan Frost Winters yeah um, so yeah that's kind of how it all unfolds but Francis, so Francis Ford Coppola was producing that film wasn't he yeah and then he sort of went he sort of gave him work when he came out of prison as well and he was yeah. like you know I think his his official statement on it was he's made mistakes and he's done his time he served his time yeah kind of thing um, is similar to what um, Rose McGowan said as well so Ro- what's the Rose McGowan thing when when, when was there Rose McGowan did a 2011 film with him uh, called Rosewood Lane which I just so he's, he's done stuff other than the 
cheapest creepers found. Yeah, yeah. one called Powder for the. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 This the, is, uh, pretty much everything he's done has been after because this that was his first feature film. Right. That this abuse thing game. So yeah. it wasn't that it was interesting me as well oh, as that. Pretty he much. He wasn't yeah. established anyway, and then still managed to recover from that. Yeah. Normally, if you're going to get away with that, I think you have to be someone who's pretty big. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a bit of a strange one that he gets away with it. But then I think that's also why. Like you got to see Jeepers Creepers without hearing anything, because he was a nobody back then. That it did stay under the radar for quite a bit. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, he did. They're all kind of Netflix. But everyone he's done has been pretty much after his conviction, isn't it? Yeah. For everything. Yeah. yeah. So his rise to his rise to pro, to prominence is powder followed by Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers, yeah, so. and then stuff afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And like there's little bits in between that look like yeah. dog shit, but yeah. It's like I've always said about the whole, the whole Weinstein thing though, you know, I always think that people people sort of credit Hollywood with some moral compass that <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's like Weinstein is only the, the only reason all this is happening to Weinstein now is probably because he just pissed off the wrong person in yeah. the media. There's probably bigger there's probably bigger rapists and molesters and worse people in Hollywood, but yeah. they're still protected. Yeah. Yeah. He's either pissed off the wrong people in the media, or he, um, the costs of his films aren't reaping the rewards that yeah. they yeah. that they were. So, so, the, protection so, so the protection is gone. Yeah, you and you can imagine he's become so his influence in films has become so ubiquitous. Mm. All sorts of films, practically every film you can look at on. Netflix has got yeah, the Weinstein yeah. name attached yeah. to it in some way. Yeah. When you work at that level, you're borrowing shitloads of money, mm. and then it just becomes a very easy point where it tips over where you're actually yeah. not really making money. Yeah. You're spending lots and lots and lots and lots of money, it yeah. can't really fall down, but actually you're not making any money. That's what yeah. I mean. It's like with with Salva, he's he spent over a decade untouched by the media, mm. despite a conviction. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if so it's like, does nobody think that it's suspicious that we got cheapest Creepers and nobody even knew maybe any people, of this? Maybe people did know, but... No, I mean, we didn't know. Oh, yeah, it we wasn't didn't. reported to us. Yeah. This film didn't come out. Jeepers Creepers didn't come out in 2001 with, with attached to it. Um, this film is made by the But it suddenly happened after two. Even on the Wikipedia page, when every single one of his films has a bottom bit that says controversy, and then it talks about him being people, except for... Jeepers Creepers 1 and Jeepers Creepers 2 there is no mention of mm. any controversy at all on either of those films yeah. then as soon as you go into the third one controversy's back yeah. it's like he got a weird moment where these two films hit mm. and they hit really well and right for what they were that people just kind of forgot and he got away with it yeah. until somebody brought it back to their attention yeah I think probably they were just hoping that people wouldn't find out about it mm. it's, not, yeah. it's not good press is it for no. your film no and I think he thought the same with Powder until he went up the way to pick it himself, and I think that's why. Yeah. So, um, so in nineteen ninety five, um, uh, there was a um industry screening of Powder. As must have been looking for distribution and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nathan Winters, who was then twenty, and five of his friends turned up outside with placards and banners. Um, basically saying, you know, Victor Selva, writer, director, child molester, and support the victim, not the victimizer, um, that kind of stuff. And they were basically saying, you know, do not spend your money on this film. Don't don't support this film. Don't distribute this Incredible. film. He did all that, this lad, which is really brave and an amazing mm. thing to do. But they went ahead and 
supported it anyway. You know, the film got a release. I remember seeing trailers for it on videos from the video shop out. You know, I do it's remember it being out. I, yeah. I have seen it. I remember watching it when I was younger. Yeah. I remember it being a quite good film, but... Mm. It's considered okay. It's yeah. good for use. So, um, Rose McGavin in 2011 came around and said, um, I don't understand the full... After doing this film with him, I still don't understand the whole story or history there. And I'd rather not because it's really none of my business. But he's an incredibly sweet and gentle man. Wow. Yeah. It mm. screams a bit of hypocrisy. Someone in Hollywood's a hypocrite. <laughs> it's, it's dodgy and I don't like her. I think it's it's a bit of a dodgy thing to say. But then at the same time, this is when she was in the closet about the fact that she'd been raped by... There's a certain amount of pressure on someone who's gone through that sort of shit to sort of, to, to keep quiet because people fear for their lives when that sort of stuff's happened to them and so on that powerful is holding the puppet strings. Yeah, and I kind of think, did she even think to herself that this is just part of the industry because she would experience it as part of the industry? Yeah. Maybe she just thought, well, that was just that kid's experience what I've experienced too. Yeah. It's shit, but it's a reality until she got... Mm. To the point where she said no. I think Hollywood has always been a moral cesspit, and the illusion that it's anything other than that and sound like some horrible right wing mm. person. But it always has been a moral cesspit, mm. and, the, and the illusion that it's anything to do with. Um, artistry or entertainment is a bit of an illusion mm. I mean it is about those things to some extent it has to be but it's actually it's a business it's just about it's just about making money and it's own and and the nature of it is about who it can throw into the mincer machine mm-hmm. and grind out and if you survive it relatively intact mm. marvelous but actually even the most successful people don't survive it intact you mm. see them all yeah. being really broken characters in strange ways and don't when you, you see when you and see rose mcgowan now <laughs> there's a difference to a now to 2011 yeah, yeah, yeah there's someone who looks like and i'm not i'm not necessarily coming down on his side or against it because uh, I don't feel qualified enough. All I know mm. is what I see tweeted, and you know, people, every every person who writes a story about Rose McGowan has got their own agenda, whether it's a good mm. one or a bad one. Yeah. Um. From all I can go off is what I see when I've seen her interviewed, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And I do see someone who is who is very damaged. Yeah. And I imagine someone who the way she is now, I imagine in two thousand and eleven, when she, I imagine she was starting to come out of that closet and starting to mm. admit to the things that had happened to her and and. and maybe fight back and whatever um, you know I, th- I feel like she she was probably on that journey then when yeah. she, when she, she, she was a lot more maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was too many fronts to fight on yeah you know, just to sort of deal with her own shit it's like too difficult to think about anybody else's but I think it's also because it's such a moral because it is such a moral cesspit it's so easy to get the boundaries between whether you are a victimizer or a a victim become can become really blurred, yeah. And how you get dragged into or find yourself in situations where you've defended somebody who's completely morally dubious or not, mm-hmm. you almost can't. It's almost unavoidable. Yeah, I think that's happened this week for uh, Rose McGowan. I said it? <laughs> it does sound like it. Yeah, it is either you know, the most terrible hypocrisy or 
she was just a different person then. And I would like to think. I think it's different. probably a different person. Yeah. yeah, I would like to think it's a different person. It's a not a nice thing, but I think it's probably not a nice thing for her to think that she mm. said that at some point. Mm. But we all say things that we think at the time, but then when you look back at yourself, you think, and cringe, no, and you think, oh, that's shit, awful. Say, yeah. Why would I ever yeah. say that? Yeah. You'll say, I mean, you. I know people in Hollywood and celebrities say it all the time and say, oh, you know, it's dead hard being interviewed, but actually it can be. And the mm. things that you say off the cuff when you're under pressure and there's mm. like that turn at you, people are they're stuck in a room, aren't they? Often these like press junkets where yeah. they're stuck in a chair and it's like a turnover of people coming through and through and through, interviewing them for 10 hours of the day. Mm. They've like got their 10 minutes with you. The things that you say off the cuff when you're under pressure or you're a bit fatigued or... Whatever, you just can't account for that, but yeah. you are accounted for it yeah. quite rightly. But yeah. you, in a human sense, mm. how do you police yourself that rigorously? And then the internet fucking comes along and drags yeah. everything back up. It's like 17 years ago. Social media and Twitter and stuff like that doesn't help nowadays. No. Well, social media makes all the difference now to these films as well because social media wasn't around in 2001, it wasn't around in 2003, to the point, you know, the, there was nothing the extent of what we've got now. So when Jeepers Creepers 3 was then yeah. mooted and people were saying it's going to be made. I mean, it was in pre-production for years, wasn't it? 2006 they tried to start. Yeah. There was the, the initial yeah. pre-production was so 2006. They, they faced, they faced um, backlash, they faced resistance from distributors and producers and stuff um, for so long, like 10 years to get this, to get the third one made. Yeah, that dog shit film. <laughs> to turn it, yeah, dog shit film. Um, you know, people on Twitter are, are, are actively boycotting it now, aren't they? They're saying, don't buy this film. Fangoria, no, not Fangoria, bloody disgusting. Went from supporting the films to now saying, we're not going to cover anything else for it to sell whatever makes from now on. Oh. Um, which, you know, I think is their choice, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, I, think, I think that's a perfectly reasonable way to deal yeah. with it. It's like, you know, I, I think it's perfectly fine for you to say, I'm not going to support these films anymore, but what I don't think is fine for you to say is you should never watch that film, no. because that's where the, the line becomes... Well, but I have no problem with watching it. But, I just choose not to give my money to it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the way we're heading, though, isn't it, now? Yeah. The, 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 world, the way the world is now is not... I don't... I don't like this, so I'm choosing not to watch it. It's I don't like this, so nobody can watch yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what we've that's what we've got nowadays, yeah. basically. Yeah, this I personally disagree with this, so fucking no one can watch yeah. it. Yeah, my thing exactly. is, is that I don't, and it might be a little bit accusational to say, but I don't feel from like what I've read and what I've seen about feature films and stuff like that. I just don't feel like this man has changed. I, yeah. I do not believe any reform story because he steers too much into the direction of dodginess. In the third one, when they released it, they removed the line that they sent out to the press. Yeah. But then it made, didn't make the final effort where the girl is supposedly getting raped by her father. And the line is, can you blame him now? I mean, look at it. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> Am I right? If you are a convicted paedophile... Why would you put that in your film? Why would you go anywhere near it? Yeah, that's like yeah. that's a dark joke for anyone to make, but he's staring into it's it. It's dark joke. It's a dark joke. You could be writing about somebody who is a who is a despicable character. It could be the villain of the film who's saying it. But either way, if you if you um if you want to be rehabilitated and you want to be seen to be rehabilitated, and you want to show that you're remorseful for everything that happened in the past, I do believe that you probably would. 
stay clear of any kind of mention. You just think, you know, keep that yeah. as far away from me as possible. And it's not even like I acknowledge think... it and taking it in, but being critical of himself. Mm. He's used it as a just to paint someone else's. There's, there's no reason it? for him yeah. to reform. Mm. There's no yeah. reason, but why is there? A, there is no reason for him to reform because it's ago. not. It's not. It hasn't affected his career. It's not affected his career. That's true. He's earned money. Yeah, yeah. You, he's not had to go and he's not had to go and sweep floors in a supermarket. He's been able to make a career and earn money from working in the film industry. And if the Catholic Church and the Church of England have been hotbeds of paedophilia, they've been suppressed for years, and kids have been abused for, mm-hmm. for years. You're not telling me that <laughs> yeah. Hollywood, which is a you a, a form mm. of child exploitation, mm. isn't a network of paedophilia and yeah. it's completely suppressed, and you will get supported in your career like you are as a priest yeah. promoted to be bishop and as long as you're bringing in the money, or yeah. you you mm-hmm. you're bringing in the right the right kids to the right people. You yeah. will get promoted and you'll get supported in your career. Mm. It's a horrible that, thing that's, to say. That's the horror film. That's, that's the horror that's, film. That's, 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 that's not, and the horror of it is, it's not a fucking film. Well, you know, for me, that's kind of what Neon Demon. That's kind of what that's it's, yeah. yeah pointing at. That's yeah. it's scratching the surface of yeah. that. Yeah, totally. Which is what I, I, I thought that was such a yeah. great film. Yeah, totally. It's like one of the only films I can think of for a long time. It yeah, just. Kind of, I think that's why I got booed because it's fucking show in Hollywood. Mm. It's like, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's so uncomfortable for yeah. them, yeah, totally. Totally. And they just want to get rid of the internet and not watch any films. No. Ever again. I know, I know. Let's just go back to innocent times and watch Shirley Temple films. <laughs> 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 I said that when I told you my cheek. <laughs> let's just go back and watch Video oh Nasties. Yeah, yeah. At least Video Nasties are fucking honest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's go and cleanse our palates with Last House on the Left. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no kids were raped in Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. So, you know. Yes. Probably. <laughs> Mara Bimba. Well, yeah. yeah. She yeah. might have shagged her own court, but... <laughs> she was 25. She was 25. Yeah. There you have it. So Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers 2 kind of... He sort of ripped the plaster off and there's a fester and scab underneath that goes way beyond these yeah. little horror films and that's always there and we sort of we touched on it a little bit when we talked about the Lost Boys as well didn't we and Corey yeah, Haim and stuff and yeah. I suppose it's something that we'll always come back to because we're quite we're grimly fascinated by the American horror story really you know yeah. that's, that's, that's the real thing and I think even though we're people that probably come down on the side of like you shouldn't ever censor these kind of things I think it's always interesting to kind of self-reflect and look at something like this and say, is it wrong to think that this is okay? Is it wrong to watch this film? Even if you, my answer always stays the same, that like I think we shouldn't be censoring things. Yeah. I still think it's good to acknowledge these points and to acknowledge these things that I've seen and think, this does make me feel uncomfortable. This isn't quite right. And I might not change my mind, but I think it's good to be aware of it. Yeah. I, th- I think that's... Yeah, I think it's absolutely right, and I think you, you, the things, the the films that are often seen as being um, dangerous or bad aren't in mm. any really in any real way. But mm. this is this is a this is a very sanitized, mm. saccharine Hollywood film, mm. and actually, 
it's quite icky really yeah. when you're crying yeah, isn't it? yeah. it's very very so icky and I don't I was thinking earlier on about it thinking I don't think he should be allowed to make any more films and partly actually just disregarding the fact that he's a paedophile because mm. there's no point in some ways because I do think that Hollywood is a network of, of paedophiles to a greatest to a greater degree I think he just shouldn't be allowed to make films because those two films are really boring. Well, I, think the people, <laughs> I think there are other. I think there's got to be other people who could have who could have made yeah. better mainstream horror films, which were entertaining. Who are who are entertaining? Who can yeah. do scary? Totally. And I think forget his sexual sexual proclivities or whatever the word is. Yeah. My view is. Jeebus Coopers and Jeebus Coopers 2 should have finished his career. Yeah. yeah. Hand the baton on to Jonathan Hand her on to Jonathan Lorca. I think three probably has. <laughs> well, I'm... I'm I know the force being announced. It hasn't. Yeah. Are you joking? No. no they, they've got a rumour at the force straight away. Yeah, rumour. Uh, but it's like talking on everything that same director same director okay, and you think that it's going to actually happen and they've already got the plot and everything he's written and you think it's going to happen again. Well, of course he's Rosa. I mean, he's... And I think it, um, this, it was still a success. Even though it went to straight to DVD, they were meant to do a one-day screening. Yeah, one-day screening, wasn't And it? then he had to do a second-day screening because it got um, good reviews. Yeah. Don't know how. It was like 4% on Tomatoes, wasn't it? Yeah, but like, you know, there's people who went to cinema and say, but then, yeah, okay. You can... Yeah. Um, I... Don't know to an extent the controversy got that big in this one that it kind of supported itself into something that got a weird kind of morbid fascination support. Oh, so people, yeah, yeah. People. Or has the has it actually passed the mainstream by the controversy? Did you just you come in a garden Netflix? Subscriber mm, know that any of this point. has happened, and all of a sudden, Jeepers Creepers three is. Yeah. appeared on your Netflix yeah. you know there's, you know it's part of a franchise and, and you think oh that's something good to watch on a Friday yeah. you've watched it even though it was shit but ka-ching it's been a huge success on Netflix yeah. so yes let's green light another Jesus Creepers film when did it get green light as well the first time well they were trying to, they were trying to make it in 2006 so 2006 is when it first came in I don't think the general public can maintain that level of anger about one film for that long. But more controversies come along and more things get kicked well, off. Well, we all get, we all get distracted by eventually. Oh, Jack White's always playing a gay character. We just film. forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because Disney is anything it, but a fucking money-making machine. Disney, the hired salver, Hollywood, Hollywood Pictures is yeah, part Disney, of Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make powder. And also, I think what's also scary about this as well is the fact that we see how long it took to get this film made and it got made. Mm-hmm. We see the determination behind the people... We see the determination in the people behind this film to get this man's it. film on screen. Yeah. Yeah. That is determination. Why didn't they just give up? Why didn't they just give up in 2012? This is, this is why I actually have a real problem with Francis Ford Coppola, is yeah. that he made that first film where it all went wrong. And then he then went out of his way to give him a second chance. Yeah. And I don't think without his help, he ever would have got to me. No any of this you have to ask what's he got what's Anything. he got on Cobbler has Cobbler's um answer to it all is he's a good filmmaker when you watch his films he but clearly isn't yeah. and that's it so what is the reason the best, some of the best films in the world that everybody adores what and you think that this man is 
a young you kind of thing or a, yeah. like a new rising star but he isn't yeah. he hasn't got the talent yeah. that you're talking about so what the fuck else has he got it's icky he's, he's a young me but a pedo as well yeah, yeah. it's it's there's something else there and I don't like him for I feel like it's dishonest uh, and it's probably off his villains yeah. more so than I'm put off this yeah it's very icky what do you think listeners any conspiracy theories out there? Any dirt on anyone that you want to just, you know, yes, let us know we'll, about? We'll, we'll blow the lid on Do you know who um, Francis Ford Coppola's famous nephew is? Who? Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, I never did know that. Yeah. 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 Nicholas Cage's real name is Nicholas Coppola. He changed his, he changed his surname to, to not be associated with. Because he wanted to make it on his own. He didn't want to get by just on his uncle's name. Oh, I've got a soft spot for Nicholas Cage. I like Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Oh, it looks great. No, yeah. See, I'll always if Wicker Man remakes on, I'll always give that a watch. I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. It's, it's so I've bad. It. It's so bad. We need to do the Wicker Man original episode, by the way. Um, anything else before we go? Mm-hmm. No, no. no. I'd say, I, I said it before. I think for me, realistically, you have to separate the artist from the art. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and and it's obviously up to everyone's personal opinion what they totally. think isn't it and don't you ever tell me what I can and can't watch thank yeah, you no, no, thanks no. please thank you bye <laughs> 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 um, if you'd like to tell me what I can and can't watch you can get me on Twitter at Johnny Larkin you can get Jonathan Butler Cthulhu uh, 502 you can get Stephen Moore HD 99 you can get Martin you can never tell me what I can and can't do Um I'll throw you under the bus <laughs> the school bus the school bus <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> Full of cocks. <laughs> oh, you've been listening to my favourite paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Good night. <laughs>